Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Good morning. I want you to imagine for a moment that I'm your coach and that this is halftime in the game and we're all in the locker room and the first half has been really hard and you're tired and you're beat up and you hurt and you still have another half to go. We're going through COVID right now. It's hitting everyone differently. So for our children, it's one thing. It's very different for our senior citizens. It's different for working people. It's different for those who are unemployed now, those who are homeless. So let me speak to you as if I were your coach. And there's two things I wouldn't say. I'm going to start with that. The first thing I wouldn't say is this. I wouldn't give you some easy answer. I wouldn't tell you that it's going to be just fine. I wouldn't give you some new practice that's going to fix everything. Because there's no quick fix for something like this. It's so easy for us to try to latch on to something, something, almost anything, that will bring escape or will bring some kind of renewal out of all of this. And the fact is we just got to plow through it sometimes. So that's the first thing I wouldn't say to you. The second thing I wouldn't say to you is this. Try harder. Offer it up. Get back in there. Because I don't think that's the answer either. So let's talk about Job for a minute, our first reading today. I hope you found that a really encouraging reading. <laughs> Wasn't that something? Ending with the line, I shall never see happiness again. Uh, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <laughs> the book of Job is really a fascinating story. It's not necessarily a true story, but the message in it is incredibly important and powerful. And the short passage we had today is catching Job in one of his low points in all of this. So just a quick recap. Job lost everything. He'd been a very wealthy man, big family, huge reputation. Everyone in his family died. He lost his business. He lost his property, his livestock. He lost his health, and he lost his reputation. Everything was wiped out. And Job was living in a time when his theology, his understanding of God, would have been that reward and punishment were the two things that go hand in hand. So God would reward goodness, and God would punish any kind of injustice or evil. And that would mean that the assumption would be that because he had all of this misfortune, he must have done something wrong. That's the mentality he was coming out of. So Job did what think what we all tend to do naturally. He just kind of focused on himself. If you listen carefully to the first reading today, in that short passage, the word I or me or my came up eight times. And I think it's only natural that when we go through challenging times, we focus on ourselves. So yesterday at lunch, I did something to one of my teeth and it just hurt like the Dickens all afternoon long. It's all gone now. Um, but all I can tell you is it was distracting. And I was just thinking about myself and my dumb tooth and wondering if it was going to get better on its own or not. 
I think that's a natural response, even on little trivial stuff like something like that, let alone the big stuff in life. So that's what Job was doing. And the other thing Job was doing was complaining to God about his fate. And Job was saying, hey, I've been a really good person. I've been a righteous person. So why is all this evil coming on top of me? Expecting, again, that goodness is going to be rewarded, that bad things shouldn't happen to good people. I think a lot of us get caught in that same kind of a mentality. So I want you to contrast Job now with St. Paul. Our second reading was from Paul. Paul also faced huge adversity in his life. Paul was shipwrecked. He was literally beaten up many times. He was near death many times. He was criticized, he was rejected, and he was imprisoned. And in all of that, unlike the way Job handled it, Paul kept his focus intently on Jesus and never wavered from that. Paul was well aware that God never promised that his followers would not have troubles, but that instead, in the midst of those troubles, God would be with us. Paul preached repeatedly about the power of the cross, not in any kind of a glib way, but saying that the cross is now our source of hope. And he spoke eloquently about how Jesus took on our humanity in its entireness. Jesus himself was not spared the evils of this world. And we as followers of Jesus are not spared the evils and the troubles of this world. Jesus took all of that on to the cross and was raised from the dead, our Easter story. And that changed everything. So for us who follow Jesus Christ, the cross, whenever we encounter it, and in whatever form we encounter it in our life, is always now connected with hope. It doesn't mean that there's not hardship. It doesn't mean that there's not troubles. It doesn't mean that there's not agony. But it means that God has transformed all of that in Jesus and gives it a new kind of hope. One of the things I'm criticized for regularly in my preaching, besides going on really long, <laughs> is that I tend to circle back on the same themes over and over again. And I make no apology for that at all. Um, our faith life is about holding on to those things that are most important. And that's one of the strengths we have in our Catholic tradition. Even being here at Mass, we do the same thing week after week after week. We renew the one sacrifice of Jesus week after week after week. We say our meal prayers every day, hopefully three times a day, or more if you eat more meals. We say our night prayers. We begin our day offering our lives to God. These patterns, these habits, they work on us gradually, admittedly, gradually, but they form us and they shape us. And that's what Paul shows us so clearly, that sense of focus, in the midst of, especially in those times of adversity. In the lowest points in my own life, I can tell you that words that people spoke to me didn't help. Almost never. What does help is just being there, being along with us, guiding us, but not trying to give us some instant fix or some formula that's going to escape us from whatever we're going through.
So, this is what I want to suggest to you. I want us to focus on the cross. You can see the cross right behind Father Hans there. I don't care if your cross at home is a crucified image of Jesus or a risen Christ like we have here, or just an empty cross. The cross for us is the central symbol of our Christian faith because Jesus took all of our humanness, brought it to the cross, and then ultimately was raised from the dead. It's not empty. Sometimes we don't even see the cross anymore because it's so familiar to us. We even make jewelry out of it, for heaven's sakes. But the cross was a violent death, a shameful death, that now has been transformed into an image of hope. So we're going to pause for a moment now. I invite you just to gaze at the cross and remember that that cross is a symbol of all of the crosses in our whole world now being linked to hope. Absolutely. And when you look at your crosses at home, remind those, use those as reminders to you that in everything, in whatever, our God is with us not sparing us troubles, but promising to be with us in the midst of them and ultimately to bring hope out of them. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.